Blog Talk Radio. Why isn't uh... OMG, it's not starting. Hold on a minute. And now, here are your hosts, 
Chrissy and Dania, the fan's voice, be heard. Welcome to the Fans Voice Special Edition. Tonight I am talking about The Walking Dead. It's March 7, 2016. And my old, uh, I guess, what, comrade in arms, <laughs> Dania Pedron, is joining me tonight as my co host. Hi, Dania. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Oh, my God. I felt like kind of, it was kind of crazy trying to get my the radio show together today because I was like, God, I'm rusty. We used to do this every week. It's like, ah. Just like the old days. It's just like the old days. Isn't it crazy, huh? But, yeah. Um, you know. Gosh, we have so much to talk about. Well, I just I had to play that song. The song was Weeds or Flowers by the Parson Field. Uh, and, I mean, I loved it. It was a great opening. <laughs> but, oh, my it God. It was a real opening. <laughs> Wasn't it? It was bizarre, kind of, in a way. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to be talking about Not Tomorrow Yet. It was written by Seth Hoffman and directed by Greg Nicotero. Uh, so I guess we'll just start right into it. I mean, obviously, we started with Carol's Cookies, which was very interesting. Um, <laughs> what 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 were your thoughts about uh, the beginning there? Well, I, I, I you know, I remember uh, distinctly during the um, mid-season finale when we talked about the tiptoe through the tulip song and yeah. how... <laughs> Such such a you know for it was it's a fun song and you know a sweet song, um, harking back to a simpler time and playing that song juxtaposed to the harsh realities of what life looked like in the zombie apocalypse and having it played with this little boy and how he's living in mm-hmm. this little bubble in his room inside his home yeah. where where you have a horde of walkers waiting outside <laughs> you know. It, it's just right. it made the whole thing surreal. By the yeah. same token, I felt the same way during this episode because watching Carol go about her, you know, Susie homemaker routine of yeah. picking out her ingredients to make her, you know, her cookies, and she's out, you know, picking acorns, and she has to stop and kill a walker, and she gets blood yeah. all over her. It's just it's kind of like the same thing and you know the walking bit is really good at trying to put a sense of normalcy in a very mm-hmm. uh chaotic world and although it was funny and I, I think we both agree that it was yeah. funny it's also yeah. extremely I'm, sad because it shows a- that she's struggling with yeah, she used to be, um, and here I am passing out cookies, and I have to stop because Rick comes in in the RV and says, "Okay, stop everything because now yeah. we have to get back driving and doing what we have to do in order to ensure our survival." So yeah, we're gonna have to start killing people again, and you know, there she goes. That that moment that she was, you know desperately grasping onto is gone. Now she has to go back again into survival mode and, you know, badass mm-hmm. mode for lack of a better word. 
So although I thought that it was a great way to open the show, for me, it was probably very poignant. And at the same time, it it kind of like, I, I you know, it gets a little repetitive when you try to use the same kind of narrative. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm starting to like, it's like, okay, it's kind of like a gimmick already. And I, I kind of wish that when it comes to Carol and the deep emotional scars that she carries around and this burden that she carries around, I kind of don't like to see that sort of narrative uh, and, you know, yeah. those gimmicks used when you're telling her story. Well, yeah, and, um, you know, it was it was so strange because, yeah, it, this is the new norm for them. I mean, like, this is the other thing. Obviously, last season, they were just on the road constantly. They, you know, uh, after, term, after leaving Terminus and all of that, um, that they went through and then not having food, practically starving to death, no water. And I think that that's the other reason that they agreed to go along with Rick's plan. Um, but, but as far as Carol, it was just interesting. She, she left a cookie for Sam on his grave. That made me really sad. I was like, Oh my God, you know, um, it was just one of those things that you just go, she still thinks about that kid and, and how he died and, and they are all going through PTSD. I mean, here they are. Yeah, they have this, this you know, new life, you know, that's supposedly, quote, safe, and they're going to do whatever they can to survive. Um, and Carol, it was funny, too, because she, you see her, she's big, she, you know, she's getting all the ingredients. Yeah, she has to stop and kill a zombie. And then, you know, she has to change, and she's going through her closet. You know, they haven't had that for so long, too. So I think she's struggling because she doesn't really want – there's that reality of, oh, my God, we got to go kill again, you know, and and have to go out to the ugliness. And I think she, she sort of vacillates between wanting a sort of a normal, you know, Susie homemaker life, but then she goes through, you know, she's like, up, reality is sinking in again. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a sad opening to me. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, it, you know, that's sort of how I felt about it. Um, I will and, say and, that I'm oh happy my... to see, I'm happy to see that they finally allowed, um, us, the audience to see that she is actually thinking not just about everything that she's gone through, um, but that she realizes that she hasn't allowed herself to experience the grief. And because they've had this, yeah. you know, since they since we've established a time jump uh, from the events of the mid-season premiere right. um, to a couple of episodes back, that, you know, there's been, you know, a substantial time jump. They've had time, I think everyone, and we've seen that in the last few episodes, everyone has had mm-hmm. an opportunity to sort of, like step back, reflect, reevaluate yeah. where they're at now. Some people have are in a better place and are ready to move on. I think, you know, Maggie and Glenn are a great example of people that yeah. are willing to take a chance and try to, you know, 
just to take this big leap and bring life into this world because they still have hope. Um, and then you have like Rick and Michonne who I think have not only accepted what life is, but have found the balance between keeping some humanity and, and being able to survive and being willing to do what you have to do to survive, but, but Mm -hmm. wanting to share that with someone else and not feeling like they have to be alone in everything. I think maybe even to a certain extent, uh, and I know we'll talk about that in a few minutes, you have this whole um, situation that Abraham is going through this, Mm-hmm. midlife crisis within the zombie apocalypse of realizing that the world is not so small like you told Rosita yesterday that there is yeah. a bigger world out there and there are more people even though his delivery was disgusting to say the least yeah. but um <laughs> and and then you even have Daryl I think who I feel like we have like little glimpses of Daryl from before you know someone that mm-hmm. that was a survivalist but someone that that had their snarky moments and wasn't all constantly in himself. And, you know, I like that. And I think that he's kind of starting to get to a place where maybe internally he's thinking, you know, it's time to to kind of make some sort of a life for myself. But definitely Carol, out of all of the survivors, I don't think at any point – because of what you mentioned before, because of this constant mm-hmm. road that they've been on to survive, that this is the first opportunity that she's really had to sit down and reflect. And, and for her, she even said it last year, more or less around this time in an episode where she, she's talking to Daryl and trying to help him process everything that they've been up to until that point. She's like, right. I can't feel it. I can't let myself feel it. I know that you have to, because that's, that's how you are, right. and you can't bottle it up inside. Every time that he's tried, it's it's backfired on him, and she right. understands him that way. But for her, she can't allow herself to go there. And the fact that she now actually has time to do that, it's almost as if she's now not just accepting and grieving everything that's happened, but to a certain extent she's questioning Everything that she yeah. believed up until this point, this is a person who has constantly, at least during the six seasons that we've seen this character develop, she's mm-hmm. motivated by protecting those that she cares about. And I think right. internally she's trying to, in a subconscious way, make up for her perceived failings of not yeah. being able to protect her daughter in this world. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it with all the people that have come in and out, particularly the children, but yep. for her, also having Morgan come into the mix and kind mm-hmm. of fill her head with all of these ideas, everything has kind of come together to a head, having the time to reflect and then having to think about all of the things that this man has put into her head. It's like it's a situation where it's putting her, I think, in a very precarious um, – it's a very precarious situation for her going into the next part of this season because mm-hmm. we just saw it yesterday. I think there was a moment where she's lost her edge and it's left yeah. her vulnerable and it left them open to what's happened to be kidnapped. Exactly. So I, I, I feel, I mean, I feel bad for, for her character because she should be allowed to start a healing process, but what a time right. 
to pick yeah, for it yeah. to happen. It's just, you know, I guess, you know, there is no right time in this new world right. to, to have this happen. It either you have to have it, you know, be a part of who you are so that you can move on and, and mm-hmm. retain your sanity and retain your humanity. I just, I perhaps as a, uh, a big fan of the show and particularly of, of Carol's character, I feel like mm-hmm. the, the timing was off and we've had so many other opportunities in the past season and a half to address at least partially some of her issues that yeah. right now it feels to me like very rushed and is making yeah. her a little bit out of character. I don't know if you yeah. perceive it the same way or not, but oh yeah, that's how I'm I mean, looking I, at it. I think de- yeah, I think definitely. And I mean, she, you know, we, I have this down here, might as well talk about it right now is that, you know, she was, writing in her journal like what was that like I don't understand do you do you understand what she was writing like what was the 18 well yes the well the the journal is um I guess a part of her having this time to reflect what she wrote in this Mm -hmm. journal are her kills her her human kills okay so it's like a list she had uh an r which um, I believe more than likely refers to Mika and Lizzie's father. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, she has Karen and David. And then the girls. Um, the girl. Yeah. Um, she has uh, the people at Terminus. Um, she has the wolves. Right. Um, so I think that almost it's, it, it's in a way I feel like, you know, just as an observer of the show, mm. knowing how Car- Carol's character really um, has to compartmentalize things in order to do what she has to do. I feel in a way this is her saying, okay, I need to sort of keep a, a count of what I'm, what I'm doing to remember what I'm doing, you know, like yeah. keep a mental note because eventually you get to a point where you don't want to say, how many people have I killed? I can't even right. remember anymore. You know, you yeah. ask these people, how many walkers have you killed? You know, Rick is famous for his, you know, three questions when he brings someone right. new into the group. Right. But, you know, right. before when you used to ask someone, how many humans have you killed or people, whatever, you know, don't say like one or two, you know, so I could survive or, you know, <laughs> right. there were always mitigating circumstances as to why you would have killed a person and, you know, how many walkers right. have you killed. And, you know, as time goes on, obviously, you the numbers increase because, there's more of them in the world and you have to do what you do to survive. But I think she, she's doing it kind of in a way to say, uh, well, I sure hope that I at least keep track of how many people I'm killing. Right, I don't want right. somebody to ask me this question and say, I don't know, 30, 50, hundred who remembers yeah, anymore that you don't want to get to that exactly. point. Although ironically for her to keep that journal and for it to be shown in this particular episode, yeah where at the end of the episode we have a killing spree where I lost count as to how many of these saviors were killed. I think it's very, you know, again, it's, you know, what, what they do is they, they show something and then it's it's kind of like, here's the theory and then here's the application. It's like you show her uh, doing it in a written manner. I'm sure that the other ones, 
maybe mentally keep right. Going. I'm sure if you ask Rick, he can tell oh, you I'm every sure. human he's killed. I don't think he takes oh, it lightly. Yeah. I don't think any of them. And then you well, have and, the case of Glenn, who is telling he's, well, I haven't uh, killed anybody. I've been lucky that way. And, you know, Glenn right. for all these seasons has been known as that character that never never had a human kill. And for him right. to go through all of these seasons, not having to kill a human, to now going to kill one in his sleep, right. no less. It's just, I mean, even Rick hesitated for a moment before yeah. he killed his guy, oh, the yeah. first one. So well, you see, it's like showing you all of these different characters and how they're dealing with the same situation. Right, the same. You know, Carol it's with her exactly. journal, Rick with his hesitation. Glenn finally saying, okay, I guess I have to do this, and I'm going to do it, and then going as far as preventing Heath from having to do his kill and taking his kill right, as right. well, you know, and and then, and of course, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about something else Glenn-related in, yeah. in a little bit. By yeah, the way, maybe yeah, we yeah. should tell viewers, I mean, listeners, that this is a um, non-spoiler-free area, so we definitely yeah. discuss and speculate. So if anyone here is um, someone that does not want to even entertain speculation of what is to come and doesn't even want to know what's happened in the comics, then I suggest this is not the show for you. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I know. Well, you know, (laughs) you gotta, I mean, there's so much uh, Walking Dead to, you know, talk about and, um, well, yeah, and I want to let me play. A, I I I did clip Rick's speech. I just wanted to bring this up, uh, and then we'll we'll talk about a few things that I have written here that I'd like to discuss. So uh, uh, we'll be back in a minute. Here's Rick's speech. We can work with the hilltop. Maggie hammered out a deal. We're getting food, eggs, butter, fresh vegetables. But they're not just giving it away. These saviors. They almost killed Sasha, Daryl, and Abraham on the road. Now, sooner or later, they would have found us. Just like those wolves did. Just like Jesus did. They would have killed someone. Or some of us. And then they would try to own us. And we would try to stop them. But by then, in that kind of fight, low on food... We could lose. This is the only way to be sure, as sure as we can get, that we win. And we have to win. We do this for the hilltop. It's how we keep this place. It's how we feed this place. This needs to be a group decision. If anybody objects, here's your chance to say your piece. You're sure we can do it? We can beat them. What this group has done, what we've learned, what we've become, all of us, yes, I'm sure. Then all we have to do is just tell them that. They they don't compromise. It's in the compromise. It's a choice you give them. It's a way out for them and for us. We try and talk to the saviors. We give up our advantage, our safety. No, we have to come for them before they come for us. We can't leave them alive. Where there's life, there's possibility. Well, of them hitting us. Hey, we're not trapped in this. None of you are trapped in this. Morgan, they always come back. 
Come back when they're dead, too. Yeah, we'll stop them. We have before. I'm not talking about the walkers. Morgan wants to talk to them first. I think that would be a mistake, but it's not up to me. I'll talk to the people still at home. I'll discuss it with the people on guard now, too, but who else wants to approach the saviors? Talk to them first. What happened here? We won't let that happen again. I won't. It looks like it's settled. We know exactly what this is. We don't shy from it. We live. We kill them all. We don't all have to kill. But people are going to stay here. They do have to accept it. Everybody was like, crap, we got to go, we got to go, you know, fight again. Uh, it's all about, you know, now surviving again. Um, and I knew Morgan was going to get up and say, we should just, we should just try to negotiate with them. These, these people, the survivors and Negan, they're not, they're not about that. Or I mean, saviors, they're not about talking and negotiating they take what they want they'll do and they'll kill whoever and whatever they have to do in order to get what it is that they want they've been manipulating um you know jesus whatever jesus is uh you know group uh basically using them that's what they would do for uh with obviously with the alexandria group um, and the thing is, is I feel like they were all, I think they all have had misgivings about what it was that they had to do. Um, obviously, like I said, Morgan is going to stand up and say, no, let's talk. Let's just give them a beat down. They won't come back. I mean, he needs to just step up and, you know, I, I don't know. He he's He's living in a fantasy world. <laughs> In, in this day and age. Um, but on the other hand, did they really have to kill the, the saviors? I mean, in in that way, I, I don't know. I'm on the fence about it because I do understand what Rick is saying. They would come after them. They would infiltrate them. They would kill any of them in a, in a New York minute. But, you know, now they – you know they're they're kill, they're killing more people again, and I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm very torn about it because I feel like it. Every kill, every human being that they kill, changes them, and it takes a piece of their soul. At you know, and I think that's obviously you know they're all like you said they're all struggling in different ways. I mean, I think I think to Carol realizing that oh shit, you know we got to go back again, and and you know I don't see. Um, you know, some of the others, they were just like, we got to do this. This is what it's got to be. And they just, they just did it. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on, on this? And I mean, he's so good at rallying his troops. So, I mean, the, the, the two speeches we got last season by him were so poignant, you know, and, um, you know, he he doesn't open his mouth. 
you know, when he opens his mouth, it's, you know, it's for a reason, you know, and trying to get everybody. Well, what are your thoughts on all that? I I think Rick has the gift of gab. He's someone that really, mm-hmm. when he says something, he, he says it with purpose. So um, I, what I was happy to see in this episode is that we saw the end of the dictatorship where he says, you know, when Morgan claims that none of them, you know, are, are stuck here, that Rick is like, oh, no, no, if we're going to do this, then we're going to vote on it, and I want to hear what people have to say. And, you know, of course we knew what Morgan's um, thoughts yeah. were going to be on, on this. That's obvious. He was going to be the voice of dissent. But you didn't see Gabriel saying anything against yeah. it. You saw, you saw Aaron quite vocally, uh, you know, say, yeah, what happened here can't happen again. Um, right. These, remember, we've seen six seasons, particularly of Rick, because at the end of the, at the end of the day, the walking dead is Rick's story. So we've yeah. seen this man time and time again, struggle with this very question. What are we willing to do to survive and protect the ones we love? And every time that he's given a chance, every time that he's tried the diplomatic route, it has come back to bite him and those that he loves in the ass. So at some point, and I think that he's already reached that point, and it's been Mm -hmm. driven home like, like like a truck, it's like, yeah, no. I cannot sit here and wait for things to happen. At some point, we have to uh, be on the offense and not wait for things to happen to us because every time that we do and hope or set our heads in the sand and hope that things get better, they don't. They simply get worse, and we lose people. Now, they took a big chance on doing this preemptive strike. I don't think it was a bad plan per se, but I do agree with uh, what people are saying that in the end they needed to maybe do a little bit more research, a little bit more yeah. reconnaissance before they went out because, you know, they're just assuming that this place that they're going to uh, raid is the place. And if they just get right. in there and take over the armory and kill these saviors, that the deed is done. And they don't realize that this isn't even the camp, that it's just an outpost. There is no Negan there. This is just a little pittance of a place in comparison to what this man really has and how many people he has at his disposal. They have no concept of it. The people of Hilltop don't even know. They've only been shown what Negan and his saviors wanted them to see. So they have gone into this completely blind a little bit overconfident, and yeah. now we have Maggie and Carol potentially paying the price for this overconfidence. I don't think he was yep. wrong in the in the in the basis of what he's feeling. In that, yeah. if these people they're not saints. Obviously, these people yeah. take from others, give nothing back. They kept one of the hilltop people and sent yeah. another one in on a suicide mission to bring back Gregory's pet. So obviously right. these aren't nice people and they already know what what it takes 
in order to survive. My my husband said something very telling when we were watching the episode last night. Mm-hmm. He said to me, "Well, you know, Rick and the and you know team family, as we like to call them, they're really starting yep. to sound like the Terminus people." Yeah, and I'm oh like, my God. I'm like, really Terminus? Exactly- and he's like. Yeah, and, he, and I, no, you know, I, I, I don't true. feel that they're the same. Obviously, they're not eating people, but well, some of the no. terminology that Gareth used is, is yeah. something that Rick is saying as well. It's like, this is what we have to do to survive. You know, we tried right. to be good, and that didn't work, so now we have to do this. Um, you know, mm-hmm. really to go into a place and basically kill half of the people in their sleep, it takes a whole level of, commitment to oh, yeah. kind of leave a little bit of your humanity and part of your soul behind in order to do that. I think that when it does actually happen, um, particularly in Glenn's case, that's why I really liked everything that had to do with Glenn in this episode because yeah. I, I think he's still the closest one to that I think we can all identify with He's still struggling to hold on to it. You know, he's not the badass. He's he's just this regular guy who's trying to do his best to stay alive and, you know, to protect the woman that he loves and, and the people that he cares about. But when he looked up on that wall and he saw those Polaroids of those bashed heads, I think maybe he thought, okay, yes, we were justified. These people are not nice people. They do yeah. really screwed up thing, uh, not to mention the foreshadowing that, I mean, the in-your-face anvil dropped on your head foreshadowing of having Glenn be the one to see these pictures of what these people do to the ones that they want to get rid of. And, you know, for people that are familiar with, at least somewhat familiar with Megan's character and what happens in the comic book. Uh, with Negan and um, and what he does, it's very fitting that Glenn is the one that sees this. It's like right, you you almost yeah. cringe because you know what this means and you know what is coming. Or you know, if they stick mm-hmm. to what happens in the comic books, then yeah. yeah, it's it's really they're they're vindicated. But gosh, they really just needed to really plan this and I think they just I think their desperation is what gets mm-hmm. them into trouble you know well I, I do you they, know, they, you know it, Rick, Rick I think maybe didn't give them all the information that they needed no and I mean that was the other thing he didn't say it was just an outpost he, that's where his brother was at that's, that's, that's why you know he was going to give him that information but I'm anxious to see, oh, my God, they, well, now they realize, oh, crap, you know, this this wasn't, uh, Negan's nowhere to be found. That's who they need to take out. I mean, that's that's the real threat because without him, you know, his cronies are going to sort of hopefully fall to the wayside and they can be taken out easily. But now, you know, Maggie is in the mix. She, she's pregnant. Um, and, uh, you know, like you said, Carol is off her game. She, they didn't, they didn't see that coming, I guess, or she just wasn't paying attention. Um, and it's, you know, one of those things where you just are going, oh crap, this isn't good. And 
you know, Glenn's going to do whatever he has to get Maggie back. And I'm afraid she's going to lose that baby. I mean, the other issue that I have is that, you know, I get what they're trying to do. You know, they want to build something. They want to sort of, you know, have some semblance of, of a normal life within this new apocalypse. But then on the other hand, you know, you're bringing in a child into this into this crazy ass world. Um, you know, having to protect that child, um, and it's it it's it's not it's not it's not going to be easy. And I think that in some ways, I don't know that it was a great idea for them to do that. I I really I was sort of with Abraham. What Abraham, you know, was like, oh, last week that was hilarious. Or what did he say? Are you uh, are you uh, spr- baking the piss quick or what? Like, oh my god. I was yeah. dying laughing. And and Glenn's like, Excuse me, what? And then he finally got it. You know, it took me a minute too. I'm like, What? <laughs> You're faking the biscuit? Okay, gotcha. Um and you know, and I and I kind of agreed with Abraham. I mean it's it's just it's so tough. I mean, you know, look at what Carl is I mean, shit, he doesn't even have a, his one of his eyes is gone. I mean, and it was thanks to this apocalypse and to what it does, you know, what it's done to, you know, these teenagers growing up. It's it's a whole other ball game. So, you know, I'm 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 sort of on the fence about that, um, about you know Glenn and Maggie's decision to have a kid. Uh, you know, what are well, your I, thoughts on I, all that? I, well, look, I have two kids myself, and I know how difficult it yeah, is. Yeah, I know. Not being in yeah. a zombie apocalypse. To raise children. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I can't even fathom raise a child. But in this new normal where you have to, you know, you tell yeah. kids now, you know, you can't cheat, you can't steal, you can't kill. You can't tell them that in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Because you're going to have to do yeah. all of those things if you want to <laughs> stay alive. And that's the reality of it. So right. I, I mean, I would never want to be placed in in that situation. I mean, that's just been I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Um, I mean, bless them for it because at the end of the day, yeah. they're young and, and they want to feel like just because this has happened to the world, that it's not over, that they can that yeah. they can build something and that maybe they can come out of this on the other end and, and say, this is where we, you know, when we made a stand and said, we're, we're going to rebuild. And it has to start mm-hmm. somewhere and with someone. I just don't know if maybe it's too soon to jump right yeah, into that. I think. I, I just. I, I think, I think it that it, it's just too much it's is happening in a very small time, yeah. especially for Maggie. I mean, if we remember, it's not even that long oh, ago God. where Maggie had to deliver Lori's baby. And I mean, she oh, had to yeah. rip Lori open, and yes. knowing that this was going to end her life, and that this child right. was going to be brought into the world without its mother. I mean, she was wrecked by that whole situation, and she's right. lost her father. She's lost her sister. She's seen so many people die, young people, people that still had so much to live for and to give in this world. You know, for her to yeah to say I'm going to bring new life into this world, I don't know if it's just crazy or courageous or a mixture of both. Right. You know, we'll we'll see how it plays out. I can't I can't tell you yeah. I'm very I'm very 
scared for her yeah. pregnancy. I mean, I think, I mean, I, I haven't had pregnancies that were picnics, and there, there are no water right. chasing me. So I don't know. I, 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 I kind of think, like, that's not going to be her problem in yeah, the grand scheme no. of things. I I think that, you know, I I think Maggie has, Maggie's character still has a lot um, of character development left. Oh, I yeah. Mean, they've barely scratched the surface with her, in my opinion. Uh, I think she still has a lot that we can see. Uh, and I would like to see her actually have this child. And, you know, because we – we haven't seen a child here with a mother. You know what I mean? That's true. Like, we lost yeah. Sophia well, Carol, so quickly. You know, right. Carol didn't have an opportunity to be a mother being this way right. now, knowing everything that mm-hmm. she knows. She was still being a mother in, in, in that other mind frame and, and from that other life. And Lori, right, I mean, right. unfortunately, you know, didn't have an opportunity to be one. So, you know, having Maggie really come into herself in this new world with all these experiences and be a mother, like how really would you be a mother and raise a child here? That it, that would be a very interesting right. thing to see. And I, and I would definitely want to see it. I think it, it would be, it would be a very interesting thing to do. I, I hope that they, they at least, you know, consider it. I can't say that, yeah. that I want, that I follow the comics well enough to know whether or not she's had the child already. I mean, I don't know. But, and I, and I, you know, past what I see on the internet sometimes here and there, I, I don't follow the comics and I do it on purpose because I, even though I love spoilers, I at least want you know, some, some kind of um, surprise element to what happens. Yeah. I don't, I, I always, I never, I never read anything about whatever the new episode is because I don't want to know. Like I had no idea that Eugene lied about <laughs> about the whole DC trip and all. I had no idea that he he would do that. So oh, it was a great surprise. Oh my god! I was like, what? You should have seen me on Twitter. I'm like, oh my god! But then when you think about it, he was in survival mode. That's how he survived. You know, that was his. That's his his thing. Um, they all do what they have to do. Exactly, exactly. Some kill, well, some um, lie, some do whatever. Right. So when yeah, are we going to talk about the elephant in the room? All right, we need to talk about the elephant in the room now. I was getting to it. I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's talk about this freaking Carol kiss. What the F, I want to say. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, you've been on Tumblr. You know what everybody's saying. I mean, first of all, I got to talk tell you guys. She te- Dania texted me on Saturday. Oh, my God. Carol's going to kiss somebody. We got to find out if it's Daryl. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. She's like, you know, try and get your credentials. Blah, figure it out, you know, whatever. Anyway, so after that, why don't you, you take it from here, Dania? <laughs> I can tell you that that I have suffered a weekend from hell okay i i am like i'm still kind of in that shell-shocked mode uh my husband thought i was losing my marbles um i went through every i i feel like i like i've lost someone and grieved and i've experienced literally every stage of grief 
Like I was euphoric <laughs> when I first got the spoiler. And then right. everyone thought it was Daryl. And then, no, it's not Daryl. It's somebody else. And then trying to speculate, well, who could it be? Please don't let it be Morgan. Praying to every oh, guy God. available. Please don't let it be Morgan. And then we find out, oh, it's Tobin. And then just going into the episode feeling gutted even before you even watch it is yeah. just and then being angry and being disgusted you know I needed a bucket I thought I was going to throw up it was just so <laughs> many emotions that I went through in such a short period of time that I'm still trying to like recuperate emotionally and mentally from the whole thing which just goes yeah. to show how invested you you become and you don't even realize oh, yeah. the level of it until you're hit with it. You know, there oh, have been yeah. so many deaths on this show that have just gutted me. Yeah. And I Hello. felt like yes, a family you. member died, even though it's a show yeah. where people die all the time, but you become right. so invested in it that you don't even realize, oh, God, until it happens and you, you just, yeah. you don't even know how to react. But this in particular, and how ironic, it's not even a death. Although I saw in a way <laughs> something is, was sort of. dying, which was like the hope, the faith, the what, whatever you want to call it. You know, right. the great thing about The Walking Dead, at least until this point in time, is <laughs> it, it's that moment. it's a show. It's a show that's prided itself really on being more than just the quote unquote zombie show. You know, right? It, there's always been great character development, you know, you see these relationships and people need these things in order to survive so that they they don't lose themselves and they don't become right. all these other, you know, side characters that we've seen where they've just lost it completely. And right. one of the most, for for me, I think, even more so than Maggie and Glenn because they were an established couple in yeah. the comic books and we knew that they were going to be brought in very soon into the narrative but right when you have a character like Daryl who never existed in the comics and Carol who was dead mm -hmm. a long time ago in the comics right such unknowns and that they chose these two characters to show that they were so flawed yes. even before the apocalypse hit and bringing all of that baggage into this world could have made a person just crawl into themselves yeah. and die. And yet they blossomed into these two amazing battle-scarred badasses that you're like in awe of it. And, yeah. and they gravitated towards each other because they recognized that I, I, I can see that in you. You're, you've gone through something, and I've gone through it right. too. And every single time that they've been in a really dark place, the writers have chosen to have each of them be that pillar for the other person. Right. They've brought them out right. of the dark. And it seems to me that if we're going to have this moment where Carol is finally letting herself feel everything that's happened then, to her, because she hasn't even dealt with her own daughter's death, let alone everything right. else that's come after it. That this particular moment in time, they choose Tobin 
Oh, Who God. is he to be the one to give her a moment of comfort or validation or anything I like know. that? To me, is so out of left field. I don't know where it come, came from. I don't know. You know, it just, you know, the. I will say this. The whole episode, looking back on it, and I've actually watched it a second time. Yeah. It seems a little bit disjointed to me. It seemed like a collection of moments. Some were good, some were great. Right. Some were just head scratchers. It just seemed yeah. like, okay, this is happening at the beginning. Okay. And now this is happening here. Okay. And now this is happening here. Okay. And now here's Carol, and she's going to sit down, and she's going to have this conversation with this guy for I don't know what the heck reason, because apparently they've maybe gotten to know each other a little bit more during this time jump, which, again, is a problem that I have. I know that you have to yeah. have time jumps. And we've had them with Lori's pregnancy. We went from A to B right. in like two seconds flat. After Woodbury, we had another time jump. But when you're going to have a time jump, you cannot have substantial character development happen off screen. It makes no sense, and it makes people confused. It looks wonky on the screen, and it makes no sense. So if you're going to have all this stuff going on off screen, then you really need to think about, how you're going to write a show and what your narrative is because that narrative makes no sense at all. I mean, there were a few moments that I I loved. I loved Father Gabriel in this episode. Like I couldn't stand that man for the life of me. And and I was just, I was on team Gabriel. I was like, this guy is on it. He was funny. He was finally grew a pair. I loved him. And then there were moments just like with Abraham being the ultimate oh, douchebag of the century. I but, was like, but for me, this whole dude? Cal and Tobin thing is just, um, yeah. you know. I mean, I, it's true, though, because, I mean, why in the hell would they have that moment with him? It makes no sense. Even if she's gotten to know him. I'm sorry, he ate her cookie, and so now what, you jump to that? It makes no sense at all whatsoever. And there was no real reaction from Daryl. What the hell was that? I mean, and the thing is, is I know there's been all kinds of conversations about Daryl. You know, is he, you know, is he gay? Is he, you know, he hasn't really hit on anybody. I just think he was abused as a child, and so he shies away from that. Um and but but with Carol, I feel like he has a special relationship with her that they do they share war wounds. They were both like you said flawed from the get go coming into all of this, and they bonded on that. And I feel like you know the connection with them is such a deep connection that it makes no sense to me what they're doing with this Tobin character. Why, you know, and she's smoking, which was weird because I've never seen her smoke before. Um, but then I thought, well, Daryl smokes, so maybe, you know, maybe they shared some smokes. Who knows? But it's just so bizarre to me. And, yeah, and I do feel like, you know, the other episodes, they all seem to just flow very, you know, like this is where we're at, this is what we're dealing with, and it just moves very smoothly. But this episode, yeah, I mean, it just seemed like, you know, okay, they had the kind of quirky beginning of it, you know, with Carol and her cookies and 
and that, and then, okay, now we have to, you know, gear up and, and fight, and then, and now, of course, you know, I, I don't know, I don't quite understand, and yeah, I need to bring up Abraham, because what a jackass, I'm telling you, uh, the way that he left, and what he said to her, uh, I realize there's other women, out. basically, it's like, oh, there were other, there's other people out there, I thought you were the only woman left, I mean, what the yeah. hell was that? I mean, it's almost as, as, as if he's purposely trying to to hurt her so that maybe yeah. it can be just like a like a complete break that she distances herself from him. But I'm like, listen, he could have come back to her and sat down and said, you know what? I care for you. I love you. I'm just not in love with you. And I don't want for us to be in a situation where I'm going to end up hurting you. So yeah. this has to end here. Not to tell her, well, I'm sorry, honey. I mean, I thought you were the only, you know, piece of tail I was going to have in the apocalypse. Yeah. But now I realize there's other people out here, so see ya. I mean, you could yeah. not be a bigger douchebag if you tried to be. I don't know why they did that, if that was on purpose or what the heck that was, but it was god-awful. And I will say to Christian Sarah that, I mean, she was awesome. Her reaction was like, that would have yeah, been my reaction. Was, Maybe because we're both yeah. Latin, I don't know. But, I mean, I would have lost my <laughs> mind. I would have been screaming and uh, hands would have been right. flailing all over the place. And I I, I just felt for her and then for her to just to see him walking out the door and then Eugene standing there eating, <laughs> eating the cookie. It's just like, you know, this is my life. You know, I live with a dork and an asshole. <laughs> And all this crap is happening, and then right. she just lost her mind when she she was like, "Why? Why is Morgan saying all this stuff, and you're not saying anything about it?" And we need. Right. I, I mean, I seriously hope that she goes to Rick and she says that guy body slammed her on the floor, and he has yes. that guy locked up there. The whole. I mean, I really hope that they do. I but I understand really why Carol doesn't want anyone to know. I really do understand, and that again but, just goes to show that she thinks of others all the time. She knows yeah, that if Rick found does. that out, she'd banish Morgan. Totally. Totally. He's not going to put up with that crap. Not in, in, not no, in a minute. I, 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 I know. And she doesn't want that. I think she, she, re, right. I think she does respect Morgan, and, and she doesn't fault him for what he believes. She doesn't think right. he's wrong in believing it. She just knows that it's, it's foolhardy it to work. think that you can live in this yeah. world and survive with that kind of philosophy. It just it, they they don't work well, you know. But yeah. I don't I don't know if we can get back to something that we were talking about before with um, yeah. the Carol situation. Yeah. And I think you know I felt that this particular episode is almost like a part one of a two parter. Now we'll see in this episode perhaps how they got captured. And their process and what's happening with them trying, you know, trying yeah. to come back. Uh, so I think it, it's, it's almost like this this next week's episode will be a continuation of what we saw yesterday. Um, so I'm hoping well, hope. that some of these weird things that we all felt as an audience and some mm-hmm. of the strangeness that we witnessed on screen, maybe there will be some sort of questions answered or resolution in yeah. her mind as to how she's going to deal with it. Cause I, I, I even, I, I saw the preview 
uh, scene for yeah. next week's episode. And it was, I saw her, I heard her voice when she was answering to Rick over the walkie-talkie, and she sounded so yeah. frail. It's not like the calm-centered yeah. Carol that would, like, she's like, I know what I'm going to do. Mindset. I think that she has to work all that out right now. You know, yeah. I, I just hope mindset. that they, between now and the end of this season that they re, that they show us that her relationship with Daryl and that bond that she shared, that she can fall back on that to get her out of this place and to help her, you know, really start the process of healing um, because she needs a friend and she needs someone that's in her corner no matter what. And he really is the only one that's ever been that for her completely. He's never let her down. And I hope that the writers don't forget that because it would be a pity and a disservice to both characters, I think, and to the overall story that they've been telling all this time and that at the end you only have each other and these connections with each other to get you through this. I mean, you know, throw that away at this point to go more for like the blood and guts and not really for, for what keeps them human, which is their bond. I, I hope they right. really think that. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I, I think too that Daryl's going to be the one to get her, get you know, Daryl and Rick, obviously, they're going to be the ones that are going to rescue uh, Carol and Maggie. And I think after that, I mean, I really hope that Carol was not comfortable with that, with that whole Tobin situation. Um, oh, I, just, I, I think I just that, was, really that was very isolated. You could yeah, even tell in her face. Yeah, it was very awkward. It was awkward. Just like, but, like it's like, you know, like, when you have what? that, you kiss that guy that you're on a date with and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I should kiss him because, we're on the date, and it's the end of the date, and I got to yeah. kiss him, and then you're like, oh, God, I regret it the moment I, that I touched this list. It was and almost so like I'm, that. I know. I'm praying and hoping that, you know, that that gets resolved next week, or, or at least quite quickly. We'll we'll see. Um, God, we're almost out of time already. That hour went so quick. Oh, my God. Did we talk about everything? I did want to make a comment just about uh, Glenn I thought it was very interesting, you know, he when he killed the first guy, he started crying. Did you did you catch that? Oh yeah. Oh I, I mean yeah. I was crying because he was crying. Yeah, because I, I knew so what a horrible. big thing this was for him. Right. It was so, so so t- terrible. Um so anyway, yeah, I mean we're almost out of time. Um I guess we'll uh I know. Um she likes him. Yeah, Mike from Variety Radio Online has been chatty in the chat box over here. He he likes Tobin. He likes Tobin and thinks that oh, Carol like likes the him and they were flirting with him. Well, yeah, I like the character. I'm just saying. Uh, and I just think just that saying, the flirtation yeah. that we saw, this is the thing. I think the flirtation that we saw is not a genuine flirtation from Carol's part. I think it's no. part of her trying to grasp at some sense of normalcy, which at this point he was there to give it to her because he also is a guy that doesn't know all her baggage. He's just seen what he's seen there. And he's like, wow, this is a really strong woman. This is a woman that, you know, can, you know, do everything that she does for all of us, but then she can kick ass, which, yeah, for him, it's like he's probably awestruck by her frankly, because this is a guy, I mean, that he's a little bit of a coward, to be frank. A nice right. guy, it's not his fault, you know, he's been in this community sheltered all this time, 
so slowly trying to learn from from this the people that have come in here so that they can learn how to survive. But for Kel, I really don't see what happened there as her genuinely thinking, you know, I really like this guy. I think I could have something with him. No, no, right. no, oh, no, 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 I mean, 100,000%. Yeah. And- no. No. I mean, everything I mean, in her body language, everything that she said, it was like, I guess this is what I do to, oh, he said something nice to me. Oh, he was sweet to me. Okay, sure, why not? I'll give him a kiss. That kind of thing. It it just yeah. didn't seem like a natural progression of a, I'm getting mm-hmm. to know you. I kind of like you. I feel attracted to you. That did right. not, at least to me, not that didn't at come all. across. Not at all. I mean, just, I, you know, and that was the other thing, like, and he's telling her, well, you're like a mom to everybody here. I mean, what? And so what, you kiss your mom, too? Like, what's up with that? Well, I just think he picked the wrong word. I, I understand that, you know, she's a nurturing person. Even when yeah. she's doing all these crazy things, she still does it from a place of wanting to protect. So right. that in the end, even though she doesn't have a daughter anymore, all of these people, she still nurtures like a mother. You know, I just think it was, she's kind of like, really? A mother? So she asks him and he, and I mean, I think she kind of knows that he fancies her. And, you know, when he says, well, no, I, you're, you're something else to me. Sure. Right. Okay. I mean, like, listen, you've been writing in a journal how many people you've killed. You can't sleep. You're smoking. Right. You know you're going to have to go kill people the next day. So you're walking around town, and there he is sitting right. on his front porch. So, yeah, sure, he says nice things to you and really. But this is from the writer's standpoint, which is what really killed me, is that yeah. if you wanted, I mean, this is a woman who has suffered abuse. This is a woman right. who, I mean, she has suffered loss. She's been emotionally disconnected from this group. And she finally has yeah. a moment to reflect on all her losses and her emotions. And the writers decide that she's going to seek comfort and validation from Tobin. You know, someone yeah. even like Michonne someone would have been more appropriate. She's someone who knows Carol, who yep. lived all of these hardships with her, who understands right. the inner demons that Carol is struggling with right Carrie, now with right. a woman who's lost her own child and and right. has gone through her own healing process and come out the other side mm-hmm. a better person and that would have been more believable and and probably would have worked they probably would have gone you know to a place where maybe you know carol could maybe have experienced a catharsis start. of sorts but yeah, even for exactly. me i mean my personal opinion even more than michonne daryl would have been the logical choice to help Carol just because oh, that's yeah. been established on screen that, you know, for what I said before, that no one really knows Carol better than Daryl. So than for the Darryl. writers to completely ignore that that existing well-established bond that we've mm-hmm. seen over six seasons developed, it doesn't make any sense. I can't possibly take Carol's behavior there in that kiss and everything that came from it in this episode seriously. I mean, as much as I can understand... Right how Morgan has gotten into Carol's head, you know, with all of his all life, his precious philosophy. I can't see her trying to go back to this Susie homemaker, you know, simple life and and trying to like shack up with Tobin. 
you know, they've kept Daryl and Carol apart, if if you've not noticed, and their interactions, yeah. they've had none for almost an entire year. Season. And, and I'm yeah. assuming, you know, again, I'm assuming that at least in the time frame of how the show's taking place, whatever time they've been there for a few months, that obviously at some point Carol and Daryl have at least said hello to each other again I know. off camera. But I don't care about that. As an audience, you want to see character development and relationships forge on on screen. So where was the rush in this episode? Because they all had to haul out right. to go kill the saviors. I mean, you're shortchanging yeah, your characters, the story, your audience. It doesn't and make what any you've sense in the so end. Far, I mean, it made no sense for her. Tobin has not done it, had to do anything. Uh, like what oh, Carol please. has let's, had to let's think endure. about it. And yeah, I mean, it's like so ridiculous. And so the only thing that I'm thinking is, you know, maybe, maybe after, you know, she, maybe she almost does get killed. And maybe after that, then she, I don't know. I mean, I don't understand why Daryl hasn't, you know, he hasn't even looked at anybody. I don't understand that. Cause that's, he was to freaking me out I mean, more about his bike than. <laughs> Yeah. Either either that or we'll see more of a reaction this upcoming episode. I don't know. It just seems it just seems so weird to me. You know, it just seems like is is bizarre. I but then I'm thinking, all right, well, obviously they maybe they're just trying to keep them apart because they're just hoping that the ship is gonna sail. It's not gonna sail. I mean, we're not gonna stop shipping them. They, I mean, it makes sense to put them together and. Um, I, I, you know, they just get each other on. It's the same thing, and I'm going to bring this up, even though I know we're talking about the white. I mean, it's the same thing on Sleepy Hollow with Ichabod and Abby. It's the same damn thing. They have such a, uh, they have such a, a first of all, unique bond. They're bonded as witnesses uh, of the apocalypse and foretold in, foretold in the Bible, Revelation. And they've been glued at the hip, you know, since day one, and they know each other so well, it makes no sense that they would keep them platonic. It's the same thing with Daryl and Carol. I just don't understand, like, what are they talking about? You know, why, you know, and if they were going to, oh, I was going to be upset if it was going to be Carol kissing Morgan, because I was going to be like, okay, I, I, you know, you are embracing his philosophy now. I mean, you now I don't get it like that would be what I think I was I think I was panicking the most with that Uh, well I don't like any of this but that particular Mm -hmm. option for me would have just been not awful I mean this is a woman who lived for years abused by her husband I mean a victim of systemic physical abuse for her to have been physically abused by this pacifist who basically body slammed her on right. the floor and, right. you know, hasn't had to pay for that in any way, shape, or form because yeah. she's protecting him. Um, I, I that, if if that. there would have been a romantic development there, I think I oh. literally would have been so disgusted oh, yeah. that I would never – have been able to look at this show again. It would have hurt me deeply, but I just cannot reconcile that at all. No, and it would have been just totally, totally, it would have been, 
going back to who she was and, and Carol has been her character more than any other has, has just done a complete, uh, you know, circled back around because, you know, she came, she was so meek and helpless and, you know, getting uh, beat up all the time by her husband uh, and, you know, she was just dominated over and to see where she was in season one and where she is now, it's like night and day. I mean, she came full circle. Uh, she learned to defend herself, but also, you know, be a major player within this group to protect, uh, to protect, you know, the, the, the family, you know, and, uh, it's just, it's, it would just be horrifying if she sort of, you know, I don't think anything would click in her mind that that would be okay. And that uh, let's just, you know, start a relationship. Uh, you right. Know, no, that, no, absolutely. I mean, not. At least not. If she yeah. would have, it would have been a very out of character, uh, oh, development totally. for her. I mean, the yeah. way that they, that especially the way that Melissa McBride has, you know, delivered Played this it, character yeah. to us. Oh no, no, not at all. Uh, yeah. I I just don't ever see that being a scenario. I mean, I I I do think that if they both survive, that they could come to a mutual understanding. Um, mm-hmm. I think they can coexist. Uh, I right. think that you know, definitely they could move on from it but not in any way, shape, or form in a romantic thing. Oh, right. no. no. That no, would have no, been just no. torture. Oh, my God. Well, I wanted to talk to you about also Rashawn. Oh, my God. I mean, that was uh, so exciting. I know. I was like, oh, you I should have like, seen me oh, that day. I was freaking out. I know. I was, like, I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, what? I mean, I'm sure people in my apartment are going, what the hell is wrong with that girl? I was so excited. It was like, oh, my God, I didn't think they were going to go there, you know. But then he, oh, the minute that he he gives her the mint, and then they oh, hold I knew hands, it was on. I'm like, oh, oh it was yes. totally on. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to go there, they're going to go there. They're gonna... And then on the Talking Dead, uh, I love that they did like a um, – I think it was like a, a behind the chat with um, Denai, and she said that they, you know, they didn't kiss at all prior to. They just lived in that moment on screen. I love that. And that's exactly that's so that's the way to do it. Perfect. It's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, there's no, you know, there's no reason to pro. You want it to be more spontaneous, you know, just in that moment and the feeling and everything. And uh, I love, yeah, it was fabulous. And then at the end, though, when they jumped out of bed all naked, it's like, okay, here we are. We're in our birthday suits, but you're you're infiltrating yeah. us. Oh. <laughs> it is the zombie apocalypse. You only get a couple of minutes yeah. of bliss, and then it's back to the exactly. drawing board. Exactly. But I absolutely, yeah. I just so happy that they put them together. It was so exciting to be on Twitter, too. Everybody was like, Rishon, oh, my God. They, everybody was freaking out. I mean, I think that I'm surprised that Twitter did not break because it was so exciting. I mean, it was just like, oh, man, tar- I oh, love listen. I was I was watching the episode, and I was on Tumblr, and I was on Twitter, and I my brain was everywhere. And I kept yeah. on going to my husband, oh, my God. 
oh, my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Look, look, it's happening. It's happening. And then I'm squealing. And he's like, for the love of God, calm down. I'm like, you don't understand. I've been waiting for three years. Don't tell me to calm down. I'm just like, yeah. And I love how uh, how Carl, he was like, he's totally foreign. He was so cool with it. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, that's cool, you know, yeah, no problem. You know, he kind of sensed it was probably going to happen, too. I mean, we all did. <laughs> but I love that scene right before where where she's with um, – where she's with Carl and he explains everything and, yeah. you know, he'd do that for her. And you could tell that, oh, yeah. it's just like, oh, it was so, so beautiful. Like, oh, my God. It was such a great moment. And it was just that, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, we always think, oh, Carl, you know, Carl was, had to learn how to be as ruthless and as he was. And then remember, what was it, season, was it season four? when he was just ready to shoot everything and Rick had to sort of reteach him. And now look where he's at, you know, he's, he's grown into such a great character. And of course, Chandler is, is just adorable. Um, you know, yeah, oh, I, love, I, got I love Carl. Yeah. Isn't, I, you know, I, I know that this is Rick's story and the walking dead is Rick's story, but I, I yeah. kind of, my, my feeling is it's really, Carl's story. I think it's, yeah. he, it's you're looking at everything Carl's narrative almost in a way, you know? Cuz yeah. Rick is doing everything he he can to make this world a world where his son can live in. Right, and right. you know, if if the fruits of all the this labor that has gone on it's he wants for for Carl and for Judith, you know, to reap it, to to be the ones to 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 look back on this when they're old and gray and say, remember when the world changed? Remember when this happened? Yeah. Remember when we all had to do these things? You know, I and I love that he loves to do that. That that's what motivates him and and keeps him going. And and then at the same time, you see that yes, Carl has been shaped into this young man that he is now. Where you know you have to be ready to do all these things. But at the end of the day, there are moments where you look at him and he's still that little boy that, yes. you know, wants to be loved, that 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 still needs to be protected, even though, you know, he's a little badass, but he's still a child yeah. in the end, you know, and, yep. and losing his mother. And, and I think that Michonne has done such a wonderful job oh. of being yes. there, you know, as a mother figure for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's needed it. And he's needed it, and and I think that now they kind of have this little, you know, within the big team family, they have this little family yeah. unit of the four of them, oh, yeah. and and it's so great, you know, it's so it, they, they've come together in that way, and it's so beautiful. And I love when whenever I see Rick holding Judith, you just you just melt, you know, because you know he's he's just a fabulous dad. I mean, look at what he's done and been able to. To not only reel in, uh, you know, Carl, who could have really gone uh, down a dark path, but he, you know, was able to reset him in a way, you know, kind of showed him, no, this is, you know, you have to do this because of this, but you can't be that way. And I, you know, I'm anxious to learn, like, what did he think about having to go and kill all these people? You know, what did Carl think about that? 
Because, you know, well, that's something I mean, we didn't see. Yeah. I yeah. Again, little I things that, that we could have had that scene replace the yeah. Carl and Tobin kiss, and I would have been all oh, fine God, with that, that because, <laughs> really, so I would rather tandem. see a scene with them planting tomatoes yeah. than seeing that scene. Totally. Because yeah. there is not enough brain bleach to get that <laughs> out yeah. of my brain. It's there like, is just not enough. Know, remember when Phoebe uh, saw, uh, what was it, Chandler and Monica kissing and she's across the oh, eyes. My, 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 my eyes, my eyes, my eyes. That's yes. exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't. I don't want to look. It was just horrible. You know, it was oh cringe, worthy. It really was. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I was sitting it was watching so it, and I, I almost fell off the chair because I was on yeah. the edge of the chair like squirming, like I could not find a position yeah. comfortable yeah. enough for me to, to absorb this in any yep. logical way. And then I, I just <laughs> yeah. kind of kept on like like sitting on my side and going, oh, God, it's coming. Oh, I know it's coming. Wait, I can't look, uh, oh, but it's a train wreck. I have to look. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Well. yeah. It was like, oh, it was just like one of those. It was like one of those WTF moments, you know. You're just like, okay, I don't know what the writers were thinking. I don't know what Greg Nicotero was thinking. I no, tell I you, just, if I get I to talk know. to them I again, I am going to ask that question because, oh, my God, I just couldn't. I, I, I just, you know. And that was the other thing, you know, at the Comic-Con, the press room for that. I was inter- It was very interesting. Nobody asked her about uh at least on my table, didn't mention Carol and Daryl. And they didn't mention it to uh, Norman Reedus either. Either, And I thought for sure somebody was going to ask, you know, but, uh, but no, but not I on know, my I table. I think it's gotten anyway. to the point where they, people ask them those questions all yeah, the time. Yeah, they just go. And they yeah. always give the same responses because at the end, these actors are not going to be allowed. If, even if they, even if they filmed even something they and they knew, you know they they you right. know they ha- they have these these um agreements that they sign where they they're not going to give anything away to you, so it's kind of like oh why are you asking me this question you know I can't answer right. this question, uh it's so like, for the fans yes obviously it's frustrating because you want to know I mean obviously after six years, uh we don't know whether they will get together or they won't get together. We won't right. know it until one of them is dead, and then the question will be answered because it will be a moot point. But exactly, if, if they they could stretch this out forever if they wanted to, and why not? Listen, we know that The Walking Dead and AMC and everyone associated with this show are not stupid. They know that they have right. a part of the a very substantial and vocal part of the fandom that is very invested in this relationship. They go as far as to tweet, tell the end game. Okay, this is from their official Twitter. Uh, They have merchandise, posters, mugs, with their official merchandise with Carol and Daryl on it. Why would you put these two characters together uh, on official merchandise. Well, maybe they wanted if you didn't real, yeah. No, I mean, there's all kinds of things that are out there. They're not dumb, and they use it yeah. in their marketing. You know, they they release 
photos and they'll show this and all oh, the Cherokee yeah. Rose and all this. They know all of They know what they're doing. I mean, unfortunately for us fans, it, it almost comes across as you're trolling us, you know. You're, you're yeah, like, sure, exactly. we're going to throw you this bone so that you think it's coming and you're going to keep on watching because you never know when it's going to happen. So it's almost not, I, I mean, I can't say that I've lost complete faith that it will ever right. happen, uh, but I don't appreciate the tactics. It's like we have yeah. already seen an established bond between these two characters. So you don't have to sell us on it. But don't string right. us along either. You know, if you want this to remain a, a, a friendship, a, a true uh, meeting of the mind of people who have, yeah, it's, that's perfectly fine. And we'd love for them to continue to interact. And please show it to us because, it's part of what makes the show great. You know, don't right. don't keep them apart so then you can have this massive reunion and this hug that looked like an epic thing out of like Gone with the Wind or From Here to Eternity and then and then you just drop it for like a whole year and there's no interaction and the fans get to a point where they're like, you know, I'm not really interested anymore. And right. you really wanna alienate people. I'm not saying you have to give them what they want. You do have to treat them with respect. You're writing this show not in a bubble for yourself. You're writing it for an audience. So don't insult their intelligence by continuously using what you know exists there that's not made up in people's minds and these are not hallucinations. There is an existing bond there. But don't jerk people around by dangling it in front of them like a carrot and then yanking it away just when they think they're going to get it either say this is how they are or they're not like this. You know, like they say, you know, sugar get off the pot, right. basically, at this point. Figure out what exactly. you want to You can't have it both ways. It's just, it's not fair. It's such an overused it's, trope. It's like, oh, really? yeah. I, I, it's, it's like, such, well, it's like, a, I hate to say it, it's such a soap opera-ish kind of thing to do. It is. It, oh, totally. Either it's one thing I mean, or another. Either give it to well, them or debunk it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what we're going on. We're going uh, through that with the Sleepy Hollow, Ichabon and Abby. I mean, they put they put uh, her sister with Joe Corbin fairly, you know, by, by episode seven of the season. He just came on in episode two. And yet we've been going on for three and a half years now for Ichabon and Abby. And the fandom on a whole, just like with Carol, we're just like, no, we want our Ickaby. So supposedly they're putting them together. But I do think that shows do have a, a history of, of using that trope, trying to, you know, sort of string us along, giving us a little bit. But I think, you know, there's no way. I mean, they have to get together after this. Give me a break. There's going to be something that breaks that's going to be, you know, the the final uh the final straw that one of them. I really hope that Daryl makes the move, though. But I think Carol will. I don't disagree with you there, but yeah. I do share yeah. your hope. I would want yeah. to be Daryl for a few reasons. Because you said it before, he's just shied away from certain levels of human connection, and the only person right. that's ever gotten anywhere close to breaking down those barriers has been with Carol 
And I think that for him and his healing process, if he got to a point where he was comfortable enough to assert himself and say, this is the this is a person that I love and I care deeply for. Yeah. And I yeah. want to show her that. I want to let her know that I'm putting myself out there. If he did that, I think for him and his character, it would be amazing. Oh. And it would and be it a would great show her, And it would show her that she doesn't always have to be the one to hang herself out there. You know, she doesn't always have to be exactly. the one to offer it. Exactly. If somebody's willing to give it to her first. Exactly. Whatever it may be, I mean, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to give up hope until I have to give up hope. Um, right, right. So, I, I mean, I'm sticking Me with too. it till the end. Listen, Me I, too. I don't know if you ever watched uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, I, I watched Buffy the Vampire okay. Slayer. Well, I, I was mean... a big, huge, enormous, cannot even tell you how big I was, a fan of Buffy and Spike. I, I mean, they oh are, my God, like, me too. it Spike, for me. I love, he was just so perfect for her, I thought. For her, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it was just, oh my God, yeah, don't even talk about that, because, yeah, I was like, and, and the I funny suffered. thing is during, yeah, suffered is a good, I don't even know if that really says it. <laughs> Completely. Even though they were together, no, no. I mean, that was suffering on epic proportions. But even though they were yeah. together, they weren't they together. Weren't together. You right. literally waited till ten minutes before the series <laughs> ended for it to finally, finally. become finally when she said, "I love you." It's like uh, God. I, oh, I literally now the series is ten minutes from late. ending. Oh, really so frustrating. out to the end. I oh, know. That was, that and, was you know, torture. And that was the thing, and then we didn't even get anything. You know what I mean? Because once they say it, then you get all the cuteness, you know, and we didn't even get No, with him, we got him, you know, dying. I was like, yeah. okay, well, but, but, but you know what? But at the end, even though the series was over, I remembered it being over, uh, and I said, yes, she loved him. Yes. And that, yes. I mean, that was just, it was like, yeah, I lived off it was of just that. validation for every, everything yeah. that we already knew. But, you know, you got to say yeah. it. I mean, it's just one of those things that must be said. And then, you know, I mean, with us, we're they sleepy hollow. us along. We, they did. And, you know, I mean, we get all the cute stuff, though, with Sleepy Hollow. They're not even a couple yet, but they are sort of. They're, so. We just haven't had the I love you portion of it and the whole, you know, the whole getting it, getting together portion of it. But anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful for Carol and, and Lord help me. It better happen quick after this freaking, it was a nightmare. Okay. It was a nightmare. That's what it was. I mean, I would rather I... fight a hundred zombies and have to sit through that. <laughs> Not oh, no. A lot. no, 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 no. I, I, yeah. I'm telling you, I, 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 you know, it took a while for me to fall asleep last night. <laughs> I really yes. did. I mean, I, I was doing stuff around my house and I just kept on thinking to myself, what was that? <laughs> I just had these moments I where I would stop. I'm like, but I don't understand. What the yeah, hell was why? that? Where did that come <laughs> from? 
I just wanted to, I just wanted to t- jump in the screen and, and and take Carol in my arms and say, oh honey, yeah, oh, it's gonna be okay. You really okay. don't have to go there. No, no, yeah, no, exactly. step away, don't. walk away from the Tobin. Mean, you wanted to just like point her towards Daryl. You know, it was like, what are you doing? It was so, yeah, I. You know I was texting you. It was 4 a.m. here. I didn't even fall asleep until about, it was actually about 5.30 this morning. And even at that, (laughs) I only slept a couple of hours because I was just like, oh, my God, I had so many things I had to get up and and do. So, anyway, yeah, it was crazy. Um, Yeah, and I do think a lot of it was just our anxiety over the whole thing. And and, and, uh, um, Chris Hardwick wasn't happy about it. Yeah. Well, did Either. you see what he said? I mean, I, I actually, I, well, my, yeah. my husband and I watch The Talking Dead together. We usually don't yeah. watch the episode together, but we'll watch the, you know, The Talking Dead together. And right. we're watching it, and then when he said, oh, this thing, and they go, well, but, you know, that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that Daryl and Carol aren't going to get together. You know, they could still get together. Look, uh, if Rashawn got together after that god-awful Rick and Jesse thing. Oh, I don't know how that was. I still couldn't believe he did. Oh, I was like, oh, that was a other, another mind fuck. That's what that was. I was just like, yeah, what no. are you doing? You've got you've got Michonne right here. What are you doing? Oh, anyway, yeah, we. Oh my God, that was another one. I was like, uh. Anyway. I mean, when he kissed her, <laughs> I wanted to reach in and slap and, the crap out yeah. of him and just. Like, yep. turn around, totally. walk to your house, I and there like, is your wife. Not this hyper. God <laughs> awful. And, oh, it was. It really was. And it was so retarded the way they even did the whole thing. I mean, I, I just, uh, I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, maybe they were thinking that Rick hadn't got laid in a long time, and so maybe that's why they, I just don't. Don't understand why. Well, that whole necessary. relationship for me necessary. just made no sense. Let's just say yeah. that if you look at his overall story, now that you can look mm-hmm. back and reflect a little bit, since he's gotten to Alec Carroll conflict in a way, yeah, it was him trying. He was desperately reaching to be normal. It's like I'm going to be the constable, and here's the cute lady, and she's got kids, yeah, and I've got kids. And we're it's gonna be Lori two point and you know, everything's gonna oh, be hunky dory. Until we realize that it's not and this sucks and I've had this great and woman mean, by me all that. this time Mich- who understands me and loves my kids and what the hell are I and doing? Michelle, you know, and when he had that moment, it's like bam, it right. happened. Right. Well and Michonne is his equal. I mean, that's the thing. And that woman was not, same as Tobin is not Carol's equal in any way, shape, or form. So it's a stupid yeah, He's a nice guy. He's just not, not at all for her. No, not at all. I mean, ugh, anyway, I just, oh, uh, yeah. Um, You know what's going to happen, though? I think we will break Twitter when, uh, when Carol finally does get together <laughs> because we'll be like, okay. it'll be, it'll we be will like, break, like we were with Rochelle. We will Rochelle, break the internet. Yep, there's going to be like Tumblr a will crash. Yeah, I will there's need sedation be... <laughs> or alcohol. I don't know which one. Or both. Probably. Possibly. I'll need both. I'll need the alcohol first and then the sedation. <laughs> Probably. Hyperventilating. 
I don't know. I mean, it's going to be epic is all I know. I mean, it's been building for so freaking long that I just can't even. It's going to be epic. They better do it in the next couple of episodes, though. Seriously. Oh, well. Oh, I, I mean, would not hold my breath for that. I, I would know. absolutely not I'm hold hoping. my breath for that. Uh, I mean, I don't think, I think you're going to have to wait till like, way uh, into like season seven, if that were to even Oh, happen. don't even say season seven, we're going to have to wait, and wait, and then they probably would wait till after the winter break, so, and they'd probably do it maybe at the season seven finale. The series finale will get ten how. minutes before, just like with Buffy. Yeah, they <laughs> they will literally string this a lot. I mean, it'll be like season twelve, and you you know they'll be on the Talking Dead, and Scott Gimple oh will be the guest, God. and Chris Hardwick will be walking around with his cane, and he's like, cane. finally <laughs> Daryl and Carol are together. Mr. Gimple, you want to talk about that? Well, yes, oh I thought God, that finally that this, it just seemed like the right time after 12 <laughs> seasons of getting, and I think it was after just the right time. Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, we're all, we're all old and gray and barely, like, able to watch anymore because we've got cataracts, and we <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I'll be at the nursing home watching it, okay? That's oh where I'm going to be I know, really. at this rate. <laughs> I know exactly. Oh my God, it's going to be torture. Well, I you know, guess I think we covered it. I think so. Huh? I think so. Okay. I think so. I I will. I want to make again one more mention. I <laughs> okay. finally, finally can sit through an episode and like Father Gabriel. I I have come a long oh, way from season five. Yes, can I just Because I literally want to murder that man every time he's on screen. Oh, I'm like, me too. I what way is Father Gabriel going to fuck everything up this week? I thought that he was going to be eaten a long-ass time ago on a kill the, the zombie guy. I just kept saying, just eat him. Do it. Kill him. I just could not stand it. But he redeemed himself this year, this, this episode. He redeemed himself, and I like how he said... Well, Rick taught me, you know, what I needed to know to survive, but I'm still a priest. I thought that was very interesting because he still sees himself as a man of the cloth, even though he has to do these things in this post They're not mutually exclusive. You know, I was talking with my husband, and he said, well, look, Father Gabriel finally has his first human kill. I'm like, "Uh, you're kidding me, right? No, 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 no. Really? No, no, no. That's not his that. first human kill. No. How about all those all. people that were standing outside of his that church crap. that he didn't let inside? Yeah. Those were killed. Hello. Those were all killed. No, 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 I mean, he's no, got no. Quite, he's got quite a roster, you know, and that's what cracked me up because it was just like, oh, my God, like, it's not like he hasn't killed before. I mean, he didn't physically do it, but he did. You know, I mean. Oh, he might as well have. Uh, I mean, he let the, he, he let them to die. Well so. Well, he yeah. almost let Michonne, Carl, and Judith die for God's sake. I mean, you know, he led all of them to the church, remember, and they had to like break down the barricades and let them in to let him in. 
and then they were overrun and they had to escape because of that jackass. I was so mad at him. You have no idea, but he redeemed himself. But I thought it was weird, and I do agree with Rick. Why is he still wearing the damn collar? I don't think he needs to at this point. I think it's sort of like we understand where you're coming from, Gabriel. There's no need for the wearing the collar anymore. Well, you know, but he gave a great answer. He's like, well, at least they'll be hard well, to spot yeah. in the dark. <laughs> well, I mean, those, those were, he, he had some really good true. lines this episode. Like, just general, I really thought that finally he doesn't seem like this one-dimensional, irritating character that I just want to kind of swat away or have a horde yeah. of walkers swarm over. He actually, like, he helped. And, you know, he grew a pair, and he finally felt like part of this group, like somebody. For him to have gone on this particular mission where you really were going to have to do something that even Rick hesitated in doing, and he did it, he did it well, was just, for me, I'm like, that's it, awesome. You've, You've earned your place right now. You really were a douche. Yeah. Up until now. He but was. you know, he had he had a little bit of a moment in the season you know, in the mid season premiere where, you know right. he, he he took care of Judith and then he came out and he helped out everyone. Yeah. So I mean little by little he's proven himself. At least he's trying to yeah. redeem himself for, for his shortcomings. But yeah, for yeah. me he's like oh. he's like my M V P of this episode. I think yeah, Bottle closely uh, by With Glenn, Glenn who finally, yeah, yep. the whole Glenn thing. Um, I liked Aaron in the episode too. He, you know, he, yeah. he seems like he finally he, understands it, and and I I like to see that kind of development because it, yeah. I I see that the the innocence starts getting lost. You know, it it all sinks in. Right. And you realize I have to do this, and that's now. Then you're really gonna start moving along, and becoming what you have to become person that you are now this is the person that you have to be so at some point you have to let go of who you were before because you can't remain that way and survive something's got to change and you have to find that balance so I see it for that character I see it for Glenn too unfortunately in Glenn's situation I think that my friend is not long for this world and yeah. if that is the case and we oh, get to that point by the end of this I season I will need medication because yeah, me I cannot watch That's that I, I don't know if I'll be able to watch that to be perfectly honest I I, I don't yeah. I, I kind of feel like I, I won't do. be able to I mean I don't oh know my God, can you imagine can you imagine no, I she actually can't. Glenn? Oh, my God. She will you know, it. I mean, she that, will. That episode last week, I don't know if you noticed the, in the episode last week, right after um, Rick um, slit that guy's throat or, you know, stabbed him in the throat uh, and he died. Yeah. His, I don't know if it was his girlfriend or his wife or whoever she was, but she's laying or, like, sitting right next to him. And Maggie's inside yeah. of the house looking out at, this woman with him mm-hmm. and she just kept yeah. on, you know, the camera stayed on her for a while. And I kind yeah. of felt like that was a foreshadowing because she put herself oh, in that so mindset evil. of like, God, this woman just lost this man that she loves and, right. and, and how final that was. 
they have a baby, oh, my God, that'll just be torture. I just don't know. And the funny thing is, is like, even last year, you know, um, the fact that Glenn couldn't save, um, what was his name, the kid's name? Noah. He couldn't, Noah. Noah, he couldn't save Noah, and he had to watch him die. I think that profoundly, profoundly changed him, uh, which is why I also think, it was difficult for him to, you know, to kill that that uh, savior this week. Uh, I think that it really did affect him, you know, because from the get-go, from, from the very first episode, he was always, you know, in and out of places, able to save everybody, able to, you know, and he wasn't able to save Noah. And it was just like, you know, that really deeply, I think, affected him. And then now having to take a life. Even though they are, that's the other thing I wanted to make a point as was that, you know, up until now, it's always been they've killed people because they've been attacked. They've killed people because they, you know, they've been, you know, taken and are about to be killed and eaten. Uh, You know, there's always a reason for that, but they've never been on the offensive and they've never taken matters into their own hands and attacked somebody else. And so, and I understand why Rick is like, you know, we got, you know, we have to, you know, take action before we have it done onto us because we've already gone through that. I mean, they went through it again in a massive way in Alexandria. And so I kind of understand that where the mentality is coming from. But on the other hand, you know, they had to, you know, kill people that weren't attacking them. And I guess that's how I kind of reconcile it in my mind well they're protecting themselves they're you know they're trying to uh defend themselves and so this wasn't it was it was more it was but it wasn't you know what i mean so that's sort of where i was having an issue with it you know i said it before i have no problems with rick's plan or what he's thinking Mm -hmm. about it just needed to be researched a little bit more yeah. I think it they yeah. they didn't need to be in that particular rush. I know that it was because well, we need to get this guy back in order for this plan to work and for us to get the food from the hilltop right. again. Desperation they needed it. Leads, right. leads to not the best decisions in the world and right. it's going to cost them and it's going to cost them people. I I don't think they're yeah. wrong. In, in thinking the way that they were thinking. It's just no, it's, I the execution is, is going to end up biting them in the butt. Yeah, totally, totally. I, I think so, too. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, Megan's going to be out for blood, and I would not be surprised if they're all attacked at Alexandria again. I mean, it's going to be a bloodbath. I'm not looking forward to it. Um, well, frankly, but, if I know. were Megan, I would be like, you know what? Let them go back to their town. That way we can follow them back and see where exactly. they live. Exactly. Exactly. So he it's going to be he crazy. Seems like a, he, he might, yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, four episodes that we have left. Yeah. My goodness, we only yep. have four episodes. Left. Only four. I know we only have five of Sleepy Hollow. I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, it's coming quickly. It, you know, they. it's like, uh, it's horrible when they have this break but on the other hand at least we had something to look forward to but then it's going to be a long hiatus 
until next October. Well, we have yeah. at least an hour, and we have Fear the Walking Dead that's going to start right afterwards. Yeah, that's true. I'm so excited so about that. Too. It'll give us, yeah, it'll give us something. Yeah. My, and my husband is a real fan of that show, and, yeah. uh, and well, I, I love it too. I just love the whole premise of it being. Um, something that that we see how it all started and yeah, and that process because it was I always something that. that yeah I think we were all very curious about that because we mm-hmm. just you know picked up in a in a very you know in in a place where we didn't get to see how it happened and I love it right now we really got a, a good sense of how you know how did society how break it all down, down so quickly you know and of course yeah. it did because <laughs> it spread like wildfire yeah. so. At least it, it'll 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 calm us. For us you know, it'll it'll the, yeah. the weight will seem less. That's all I can say. Right. Exactly. Oh it's gonna be torture. <laughs> it's gonna be torture. Well, you know, and I'm I'm hoping to get Kathleen Gotti on here. Um, we, you know, I kind of didn't give her a lot of notice. She probably might have been able to do it if I had a, like thought sooner, but. Uh, she was in the webisodes, and uh, so I'm dying to talk to her about that yeah. experience, you know, being uh, a part poor of Kathleen, such an... she got bit already. I feel bad for her. I know. I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to last. <laughs> Somebody that we know that had been on the show that is going to, you know, but oh, well, it'll be it'll be nice to talk to her. I mean, she said she agreed that she, she'd come on the show. I just didn't give her I don't think enough time so hopefully we'll we'll maybe we'll do it at the end of uh we'll do another like finale episode and maybe I'll try and get her ahead of time so she can join us because I would love to talk to her about everything it'd be interesting um and uh the other thing I want to mention before I uh finish here was that, um you know I interviewed Andrew J West I don't know if I told you that um, you know, he he was Garth, uh, cannibal Garth, that killed Bob and ate Bob's leg. Um, and I interviewed him. It was actually, he had the, a movie, it's on DVD, it's called Nightmare Code, and it was really good. It was very good. You need to watch that. It's, I think you can get it on Amazon right now. Uh, but I did ask him about his experience on the, show, on the Walking Dead, and he said, well, it was just very... He he said he just really enjoyed working with the cast. That the cast was just amazing, and um, you know, and and when he uh, when he um, uh, crap, I'm trying to remember what he said. It's because it's been a while. But anyway, when he uh, auditioned, he didn't know who he was going to be until they until he got to the set until he got there. And then, you know, and then he was like, oh, my God, you know, he got, he got the script, whatever. Like, he didn't realize that that's what he was auditioning for, was for oh, this. Uh, yeah, I know. So, anyway, um, but he just said it was a great experience and stuff. And, and I didn't have time today. I, I will, um, you know, maybe I'll upload it separately and just put it on here so people can hear it. Um, I can I can just uh, – do that so I'll do that but uh anyway but it was just really interesting talking to him about that and you know how he uh you know how it went so anyway (laughs) um and so yeah so I guess that's it um uh let's see I'm gonna end the show obviously with um it's called uh 
is it called? Arsonist. It's Arsonist in uh, Arsonist Lullaby by Hozier. Um, and that was the end song oh, that they used song. at the end of this. Yeah, that was a fabulous song, and it and and I like the words to it based on everything that happened. I think it was an yeah. appropriate song for for the episode. So we're going to end it with that. Uh, I've got the promo of next week. I'll play that first. And then next week is the same boat. So I'm anxious to see how this is going to pan out. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so we'll see. But thanks for uh, doing this. It was fun as always. So always fun My chatting. And, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll see. We'll do, we'll probably do a season finale one, I guess. So I guess I'll see you in a few weeks. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'll be here. so quickly. We'll bells on. Uh, all right. Well, I guess that's it for our show, and we are out of here. Um, I'm Chrissy, and I'm with Dania. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our, our little chat. I, I don't think we gave too much away to you. I don't think we did. I think we did good. <laughs> we weren't too spoilery. <laughs> so, well, we were a little bit, but okay. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I guess until next time, we're out of here. Have a good week, everyone. Talk to you later. All right. On the next episode of AMC's The Walking Dead.